Tonight on Throwback Thursday, as Tune FM celebrates 50 years, 1986. There has been a nuclear accident in the Soviet Union, and the Soviets have admitted that it happened. The Soviet version is this. One of the atomic reactors at the Chernobyl atomic power plant near the city of Kiev was damaged, and there is speculation in Moscow that people were injured and may have died. It's a disaster-themed episode as we look at the Chernobyl disaster and the explosion of the Space Shuttle Challenger. Looks like a couple of the uh, solid rocket boosters uh, blew away from the side of the shuttle in an explosion. Flight controllers here looking very carefully at the situation. Obviously a major malfunction. You're listening to 50 Years of Tune FM, 1986. It is great to have you back with us here on 106.9 Tune FM. It's time for Throwback Thursday, and we're up to the year 1986. Once again, apologies that we couldn't be joined by a guest we did. Contact one of our wonderful lecturers who's been with us before. Uh, unfortunately, very busy at the moment with uh, preparing for exams and those sorts of things. It's a very busy time of the trimester. So I'm going to be talking you through two incidents that happened in 1986. Two rather disastrous incidents, as a matter of fact. We're going to be talking about the nuclear accident at Chernobyl on the 26th of April, 1986. And we're going to be talking about the uh, fatal incident involving the Space Shuttle Challenger on the 28th of January, 1986. Uh, so we'll be looking into the background of those a little bit. We'll be uh, exploring exactly what happened and uh, we'll be hopefully having a very entertaining show for you. So we will kick it off with Chernobyl. Uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about that. It occurred at the number four reactor in the Chernobyl nuclear power plant near the city of Pripyat in the north of what is now Ukraine, what was then part of the Soviet Union. It is considered the worst nuclear disaster in history and was caused by one of only two nuclear energy accidents rated at seven, which is the maximum severity on the international nuclear event scale. The other time that there has been a seven was the 2011 uh, Fukushima nuclear disaster in Japan. The accident started during a safety test on an RBMK nuclear reactor, which was used commonly throughout the Soviet Union at the time. Basically, what happened was they were simulating an electrical power outage to try to aid the development of a new safety procedure for maintaining the reactor cooling system uh, until the backup electrical generators could provide power. They uh, basically were going to cut off the, the gap of power for about one minute. And that had been identified as a potential safety problem that could cause the reactor core to overheat. And it was hoped that uh, the residual energy in a turbine generator could provide enough power to cover the gap. They'd conducted three such tests since 1982, but they'd all failed to provide a solution. On this fourth attempt, though, the delay was unexpectedly went from one minute to 10 hours which meant that an unprepared operating shift was on duty. During the planned decrease of reactor power in preparation for the electrical test, the power unexpectedly dropped to a near zero level. The operators were only able to partially restore the specified test power, which put the reactor in a potentially unstable condition. The risk was not made evident in the operating instructions. So the operators proceeded with the electrical test, and upon test compl completion, they triggered a reactor shutdown, but a combination of those unstable conditions and reactor design flaws uh, basically resulted in an uncontrolled nuclear chain reaction instead. 
It's very famous. Of course, uh, you might be one of the uh, many people who watch the uh, Chernobyl series, but it, uh, it basically resulted in a whole lot of disastrous impacts on the environment around it. The, it triggered the release of substantial amounts of radioactive contamination into the atmosphere in the form of both particles and gaseous radioisotopes. As of 2020, it is the most significant unintentional release of radioactivity into the environment ever. Uh, the work of the Scientific Committee on Problems of the Environment, or SCOPE, suggests that the Chernobyl incident cannot be directly compared to atmospheric tests of nuclear weapons through a single number, with one being simply times larger than the other. This is partly due to the fact that the isotopes released at Chernobyl tended to be longer lived than what we have in atomic bombs. So the impact, in other words, is several times larger than if they dropped an atomic bomb on Chernobyl at the time. Uh, so looking into the background of the Chernobyl nuclear power plant, um, it was 16 and a half kilometers northwest of the city of Chernobyl. It's about 100 kilometers of the uh, capital of Ukraine, Kiev. Um, and it was cooled by an engineered pond, which was fed by the Pripyat River about five kilometers uh, from its juncture. Uh, reactor number four was the site of the disaster. Um, and the power plant is now within a very large restricted area known as the Chernobyl Exclusion Zone. Uh, the power plant was constructed, uh, originally opened in 1977. Uh, it, it, construction took five years. It began in August of 1972. Each of the four reactors was capable of producing a thousand megawatts of electric power. And the four of them together produced about 10% of the Ukraine's electricity at the time of the disaster in 1986. When we come back in a short period of time, we're going to be looking a little bit further into that disaster. And we'll also look into the background of the Space Shuttle Challenger mission before we look into the disaster that brought that mission to a close. You're listening to 106.9 Tune FM. Uh, we'll go to the music. Up next, we have Billy Joel with A Matter of Trust. One. Two, one, two, three, four.
That was A Matter of Trust by Billy Joel. Welcome back to Throwback Thursday 1986 here on 106.9 Tune FM. We're going to quickly wrap up our talk about the Chernobyl disaster by talking about the impact that it had on the people who lived around Chernobyl at the time. According to a 2009 committee uh, by the United Nations, the Chernobyl accident by 2005 had caused 61,200 MANSV of radiation exposure to recovery workers and evacuees, 125,000 to anyone living in Ukraine, Belarus, and Russia at the time, and a dose to most of the more distant European countries, amounting to around 115,000. The same report estimated that a further 25% more exposure would be received from residual radioisotopes after 2005. So the dose to the general public within 30 kilometers of the plant was several thousand times the safe dose of radiation at any given time. And to put that into perspective as well with what it said about 125,000 to the populace of Ukraine, Belarus, and Russia, none of those are very small countries. Obviously, Russia, the largest country in the world, obviously they are not talking about uh, people who live over on the eastern side of Russia, way over the other side of the Asian continent, but they are talking about quite, quite a large majority of the Russian population. Uh, Belarus, also a rather large uh, country, which was part of the Soviet Union as well at the time. And uh, Ukraine, if you look on a map, is a, a very large country as well. So all of those people receiving a massive dose of radiation that is still having impacts today. We're still seeing uh, instances in particular of thyroid cancer, which has been linked directly to the Chernobyl disaster. Um, there's, there's incidences of childhood exposure from people who were infants at the time of the disaster who are now having uh, a high rate of thyroid cancer or a high rate of um, other types of cancer and other diseases uh, since. And uh, a future study has, studied, has said that the populations that were exposed to radiation after the Chernobyl accident has uh, basically linked it to the future development of cancers, cancer, particularly pediatric thyroid cancer, likely caused by the absorption of iodine-131 into the thyroid gland particularly in the populations in Ukraine and Belarus. So uh, in, an absolutely incredible disaster with very, very long-lasting impacts that we're still seeing today. So the Chernobyl disaster, I would say probably one of the most significant incidents that took place in 1986. We're going to move on to another one that uh, had quite a large impact on uh, the world at the time, and that is the Space Shuttle Challenger. The Space Shuttle Challenger um, was out on a mission. It had, it had done some missions before, as we've been talking about in previous editions of Throwback Thursday. Uh, we've been talking about uh, the fact that it was, uh, the, the space shuttles were designed to be reusable spacecraft uh, and that they'd essentially uh, done several missions up to this point. Uh, but in January of 1986, the Space Shuttle Challenger disaster took place. Tuesday, the 28th of January, 1986, the Space Shuttle broke apart 73 seconds into its flight, killing all seven crew members on board. The crew consisted of five NASA astronauts and two payload specialists, one of them a teacher and the other one, uh, I believe, an engineer by the name of Gregory Jarvis. Um, and the mission was uh, actually meant to be uh, essentially a routine transport. Uh, essentially, they were going to take Earth to orbit crew um, 
uh, Kristen McAuliffe, the the teacher that was on board, was was meant to be quite a big national deal. That's why a lot of people were watching at the time of the disaster. It was um, she was going to be the first teacher in space, and she was going to deliver a lesson to her class from space. Um, it was planned as as that first teacher in space project. It was going to observe Halley's Comet for six days, but the mission never achieved orbit. And when we come back here on Throwback Thursday, we're going to talk about exactly what happened and uh, exactly what the aftermath of that mission was. You're listening to 106.9 Tune FM. We're going to go to a music break now with a little bit of salt and pepper.
That was Push It by Salt and Pepper. You're listening to 106.9 Tune FM, and we're back here on Throwback Thursday, 1986, where we're going to continue talking about the Space Shuttle Challenger disaster. Um, essentially, what happened, uh, what happened to the public eye, is that the space spacecraft actually disintegrated over the Atlantic Ocean, just off the ca- coast of Cape Canaveral, where it had launched. Um, but what had actually happened was that a joint in its right solid rocket booster failed at liftoff. The failure was caused by the failure of some O-ring seals that were used in the joint that were not designed to handle the unusually cold conditions that existed at the launch. There had been several delays in the launch due to particularly cold conditions on the day, and uh, they decided to launch it anyway, and one of the O-ring seals failed. That caused a breach in that joint, allowing pressurized burning gas to form within the rocket motor. And uh, this led to the separation and essentially the structural failure of the external tank, after which aerodynamic forces completely broke up the space shuttle. Uh, many fragments of it would eventually be recovered from the ocean floor after a very lengthy and expensive search and recovery operation. Um, it's unknown exactly how uh, each of the crew members would have died. There's a lot of uh, different uh, theories about it, but uh, obviously there were no survivors. The disaster would result in a 32-month hiatus in the space shuttle program and the formation of the Rogers Commission, which was a special commission appointed by President Ronald Reagan to investigate the accident. And they found that NASA's organizational culture and decision-making processes had been key contributing factors to the accident, with the agency actually violating its own safety rules. NASA managers had known since 1977 that the design of the O-rings had a potentially catastrophic flaw, but they failed to address the problem properly. NASA managers also disregarded warnings from engineers about the dangers of launching in such low temperatures of the morning. They failed to adequately report on those technical concerns to those superiors. Most horrifyingly, and why why the incident is considered such a a big deal, is that approximately 17% of the American population were watching on live television because of the presence of high school teacher Krista McAuliffe, who would have been the first teacher in space. 17% were watching on as the space shuttle exploded. Media coverage was absolutely extensive. One study actually reported that 85% of Americans had heard the news within an hour of the accident. And it's been used in a case study in many discussions of engineering safety and workplace ethics. So January 28th, 1986, the Space Shuttle Challenger disaster, one of the other most significant events taking place in that year. Well, we're going to finish off Throwback Thursday right there. Don't forget to join us at the same time next week as we move on to the year 1987. It's been a pleasure to be with you as always. My name is Jake, and I will leave you to the music. Tune FM. FM.